Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sweetheart. Monday morning, July 6, 2020. You're listening to Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. Good morning, amigo. Coming at you till 11 o'clock in the morning. Your host, Larry the Amigo Milian. Hope all is well with everybody. Um, got a strange show to do today. We'll figure this one out, Frank, as we go. Um, we've been doing that for the last three months, so we've gotten pretty good at it. Today's going to be strange, though. Um, I'm going to start first and foremost. Um, I'm going to go straight to family. Um, so I woke up to the terrible news yesterday that... Um, our cousin, uh, Mayito, Mayito Gonzalez, uh, passed away in his sleep. He was 86 years old. He's a member of the family. Um, very, patri- very much a patriarch of the family. Um, very much set a path for his sons and his nephews and his nieces uh, he is. He was the true. I was gonna say is. People like this live beyond their death date. We were talking about this at home yesterday. Um, you know, Maito's the kind of guy that offered things up to his family uh, when I had to do when I had a honeymoon to go to. Him and his son just basically opened the doors to everything. We would go to to visit North Carolina and the cabins that they. Spent the last 25 years building over there, and um, and it, it's always been our our finest moments. Uh, but he was always a barrel of laughs and a lot of fun when he came around. And uh, his son, uh, Mayiting, Mario Gonzalez, I know that name probably rings a bell to you, not because we have a student named Mario Gonzalez, but because the um, guy probably listens every day on Facebook. And you've told me about it. Hey, you have somebody in North Carolina? That's my cousin. So he is a very loyal listener to the show on top of everything else. Uh, and I got a, an opportunity to speak to him yesterday. And I learned of, of, a, of a beautiful tradition he had with his dad and his brother every day at 530. Uh, they'd do a happy hour and they would FaceTime and have a drink. Um, what an amazing little thing to do. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. When he shared that. That's one of those that, you know, hits where it's supposed to hit, right in the heart. Um, he was a real cool old man, and he was always cool with me. And uh, I just wanted to give my condolences to everyone in the family and and mention him because the dude was, was all right in my book, man. And he was one of those cousins that was a little bit larger than life. And um, I'm a little sad, but uh, but at the same time, his son, you know, pretty, pretty strong through all, through all this. It's been a strange weekend, Frank. It's been a strange weekend. So I, I give that hug and a lot of love uh, to my cousin, Mayiting, and, and to the whole family. Um, sometimes family isn't your family. Sometimes your friends are your family. And you know that you're my family, Frank. Another person that I consider family is, is DJ Laz. Laz Ramendez. And someone else that I consider family is, is Sid Rosenberg. And while we spent some time with DJ Laz, 
before Fourth of July weekend, uh, we sadly learned of the news that our other member of the family, Sidney Rosenberg, his father Harvey, um, lost his life over the weekend. Um, I know Sid is despondent. Um, he is a frequent guest on my show. He is a frequent friend in my life, uh, and I'm very close to him and consider him one of my mentors. And he's taught me through the things he's done wrong and through the things that he's done right. Um, and he learned a lot of that from Harvey. He always bragged about Harvey. I met Harvey once. Um, but Sid's like a brother to me. Uh, you know, Laz had the similar sentiments. We all reached out to him. And, uh, and I wanted to mention that today on our show. Uh, and I wanted to give my deepest condolences to Sid and his entire family and the loss of uh, his father, Harvey, his beloved father, Harvey. And uh, like I told you, Sid, I know you're not listening. You're either doing a show right now or you're mourning and taking a few days off. <clears throat> Call your brother anytime. Told you it's been a weird weekend. And the weirdest part of it all was waking up. Um, Frank, was it Saturday morning we woke up to? Saturday morning, yeah. Um, I inadvertently broke news. I didn't realize I was so ahead of the curve on that. Um, my close dear friend, Miguel Escobar, posted something, and I reached out to him because it didn't seem right, and he was able to confirm immediately um, that George Rodriguez, the former producer of The Neil Rogers Show, my favorite radio show of all time, um, George Rodriguez, the founder of SoFlo Radio, which was like he used to put it, he had a way of saying it. I'm going to not do it justice because he would say it the same way every time. But it was kind of like the outhouse for the forbidden radio host. Um, it was kind of the place where, where some of us had to take refuge during moments of respite in our careers. And, uh, and George was nothing short of magnificent, whether it was producing... <clears throat> What was a radio show that moved the needle for, for years? Uh, so strong was the Neil Rogers show that guys like Howard Stern would listen to that show and get recordings of the show to hear the delivery and the things that Neil did. That's how amazing Neil's show was. Guys like Phil Hendry, who's an institution in talk radio, used to come on before him and then after him. And uh, the tag team of both of them was scintillating. It was the best radio you're ever going to hear that wasn't sports. Um, I remember the 24th day of December when I learned that Neil Rogers died several years ago, and it was the worst Christmas Eve of my life. Along with, of course, another one, but I'm rambling because George Rodriguez meant so much to so many of us on radio, and the two of us here at Slam Radio um, We were benefactors of his benevolence. I know I was. I know um, it's a long journey to do the things that you do on radio and you, you stay upbeat. This is not a Monday morning conversation, but George Rodriguez was an institution in South Florida radio. George Rodriguez was a good man. He was a good father. And he was a friend to so many. He, he took in the tired, the poor. He took in all, everybody that needed a voice on radio. He was a stickler to the detail. He needed stuff to sound a certain way. 
She to say anybody could put radio on internet. It has to be done with the quality of talk radio. The truth was his internet station sounded leaps and bounds better than any AM station and better than some FM stations. Um, <clears throat> I conversed back and forth with Brian the Beast London over the weekend. Brian was a close friend of his. And Brian, like myself, we, Lord have mercy, do we owe him so much. Brian was a close friend of his. Um, lost him tragically to a heart attack, unexpectedly to a heart attack. Um, so it sent, it sent shockwaves in South Florida radio. Um, I know, Frank, you have stories, I have stories. It, it, it always was interesting to me to have a conversation with him because I felt like I was going back to a nostalgic place that was libraried in only a way George Rodriguez could library it. Because you could hear the sound bites, we can go and play them during the day. And that might happen. But the truth of the matter is, is getting a story from George Rodriguez, speaking to George Rodriguez about his time at QAM, his time with Neil, because he was an IOD as well, when Neil would go off on a six-week sabbatical and he would have to fill in. And the guy kept the numbers up. That means he was a true radio guy. He understood radio. But he understood humanity, bro. He understood that people ran into problems, and if he could help them, he would. And boy, did he help me. And boy, did he help you, Frank. And I'd be remiss to do a radio show and just flippantly in other news mention his death and keep going because I'd be a hypocrite if I did that. And as usual, things that I want to speak so strongly about normally tend to happen when the microphone's off. I gotta wait to talk. George Rodriguez is an amazing man, and I think he's going to be missed by his friends, by his peers, by his former peers, by his daughters. He's take a vacation every year. Where did he used to go, Frank? Do you remember? Was it Arizona? He would go to Arizona. I believe he would go to Sedona. Sedona was a place some radio people used to love to just go and ver los paisajes. Somebody knows because they know him better than I did. He would every year take a vacation somewhere to the other side of the country. And I want to say it was Sedona or parts of Arizona. I, I don't know why I think that's what it was, but I'll, I'll ask someone who knows. Once you put it up on Twitter, 10 people will answer anyway. Um, Frank, he, the first day he basically <laughs> met you, he gave you the keys to the studio. Um, I laugh at that because I don't give the keys to the studio to anybody. Um, day one, he goes, day here one, you go. He gave you the keys to the studio. Um, I want you to share a little more because what he did for me was simple. He just saved my career. He gave me a platform, and he told me, go. And if you say a bad word, don't worry about it. Have a good time. Be yourself. You're not, you don't have a sponsor you've got to worry about. Mi casa tu casa. I, beyond that, there is no way I could ever have repaid him for what he did, and he didn't realize what he did. Yeah. And I think that with you particularly, he got you at a real strong moment. That was that big moment where you and I, that crossroads, that Gator game, boy, that Gator game. That's what it was, by the way. It was the Gator game. Yeah. That Gator game back in 13. At, what, at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was really early, too. We had just had bacon. The sun wasn't up. The sun wasn't up. We had had bacon and eggs. I'll never forget that. It was one of the best breakfasts I ever had. 
I washed it down with some adult beverage at six in the morning. But if I remember correctly, I'm not bragging about this. I think I arrived sauced already. Yes, I did. I had had a surprise birthday party at the Globe hours before. And I took a one-hour nap on my couch. And our boy, Armando, Lakers Canes 305, Mr. Villeta himself, picked me up in his pickup truck. And he says, I don't know how you're going to survive. I go, neither do I, but I'm here. So... George Rodriguez, man, I want to talk about him today. Is that all right with you, Frank? We need to. I have something queued up. Our first show was on May 31st, 2014 at SoFlow Radio. Um, and if you don't, if you remember, he joined us on air. I was a rookie. You were you afraid me. of having me on the air. So you asked George if you can if he if he can kind of just ride with you for a you little bit. You were afraid bit. too though. I of course you I were had afraid never, too. I had never really done a radio show. <laughs> we were afraid together. On, a radio show on the air. We were afraid together because we I remember just a couple weeks later I make you make the Frank Fernandez show so we wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. So you could talk it with the asylum. We get talking way out of this, but I think we have a lot of stories to share. We got stuff like this coming up. Stevenson. Hey. Last night was scintillating. Is that how you say that word? Scintillating. You said it right. That's a word you want. Oh, man. We'll be back from break. I love you, George. We're going to talk about you today, man. I'm going to put that on Twitter now. I'm going to talk about you because you, my man, um, I love you, bro. We're going to talk about you. I want you to rest in peace, George. I want you to tell Neil I say hello, even though I never met him. And when we come back. Your ears are going to be ringing, bro, because we're going to be talking about you. All the good stuff, Papo. That and so much more. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. that for some reason I thought you were playing a song and then we were going to go to break and I have no idea why I thought that. Leave me to my uh, my devices. It's a weird morning for me, bro. It's just strange. 
I mean, that's what happens when someone that you know or someone that had an impact on you passes. Like you think about them, and you think about the things that remind you of them, right? Whether it's whether I'm talking about my idol, you know, whether I'm talking. I didn't know Harvey Rosenberg, but I know Sid's in mourning, so I think about my friend and you know wish that I could make him feel better. Wish it was something I could do, right? Um, because of George, there's a lot of impact with the things that he did. I, I find it pretty ironic. I'm not sure if you do, but that I've sort of kind of made this on a national level, even though it's for the students, and that really comes first, and right. you know the majority of it's that, but for some people who I'm able to disperse some time to, um, it's become a place for them to hang their hat. You have a responsibility kind of to do that, don't you? Yeah, and that's uh, we've talked about the whole Robin Hood thing, and you've got that from George because that's kind of what the station was when it was we were at SoFlo Radio. You had talked about it before. It was like kind of a, what was it? And he's I don't want to say it wrong. He um, I don't. It's not like it passed over, and I said I'm going to do what this guy did. Like it's, it's just sort of, this is what's just happened, I guess. Um. I was impressed with his demeanor. I was impressed uh, with his sense of humor always. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's a weird place to be. Um, I remember when we started interacting with him. To me, it was kind of a moment because I knew how many years I had listened to him prior. And this, this business has afforded me that opportunity to meet people that I used to listen to. When, um, Laz. I'm going to see my relationship with DJ Laz. By the way, we're going to get DJ Laz in here one day. And I think it might be this week. I'm supposed to reach out to him today to see what we're going to do. But he may come in and do a show with us. That's cool. That'll be a lot of fun, man. In the coming, in the coming days, I don't know if it's before we go on a, on a week sabbatical or right after... Uh, we're looking to get Luis Perez on. Luis is a guy that is the master of ceremonies for the Harlem Globetrotters. What an interesting perspective to get from a guy who's very familiar with Slam. He used to work here. Um, he's one of the good guys. <laughs> and, like, we continue to do that and we nurture, at least I do, I notice where things aren't being paid attention and then I try to do it. I don't try to copy. I try to do something different or something that I feel deserves attention that doesn't get attention. And it bleed, bleeds into some professionals like Josh Friedman and, and Alex Dono and, and others. But George just had a knack. There's pictures everywhere of him with people from the business. He always lent a, a helping hand, almost to a fault, he used to say. Always. Always. So, yeah, so we talked about our first show was May 31st, 2014. I can't believe you remember that. Like, By, you have a date of it and everything. like that. That's mind-boggling to me. I guess it's the first time that I was, like, doing my first radio show on some sort of a platform. So I kind of just... Well, we did internet for almost nine months or eight months prior. Mm -hmm. We started dabbling in that internet. It was in September, I guess. Well, it wasn't that long. It was a couple months, though. 
Because we did. A then we took off the holidays. Right. No. Came back. We did a few shows in the closet, and after the third show, you're like, "This isn't working for me." Where did we go? We and didn't spend we six months off the air. And then we went to SoFlu immediately. Then the date because doesn't that was correspond. That was all right. So we did all right. We did take some time off because I went to Chicago and I received a phone call from you in April saying that we had a meeting with an internet radio station. All right, because I went to Chicago in April of 2014. So then that's when you called me up. So we were off so for a few months. So we spent some time off the air. We were off for a few months, and then we we're like that closet thing wasn't yeah, working. We for did me. more than two or three internet shows. I think it was like three or four. Really? Yeah, it wasn't many. It Man, wasn't many. I was we doing a lot of writing for State of the U at that time still, yeah. and um, we were we were in that office. It's unfair for me to say the closet because we were lent that space by by friends of yours. Oh so. my God, yes, Sunny Golden. Right. So Which. it's it's unfair for me to say that. But well, it was a it closet. Was, it was a small room. Small room. It was right. obviously we make fun of it. She makes fun of it all the time. Like to think that you saved a radio career in that room because that's exactly what I had nowhere to do it from. And she said, "Come here. She said, Come do it here." I said, "Are you sure?" She said, "Come do it here." I said, okay. I think like the second show we had Al Golden on or something like that. That was nuts. Remember that? Yeah. And we had some crazy rig that I did. Me and my MacGyver mind always doing rigs. And I did some crazy rig um, just to make sure that both of us would come on. We knew when to shut the so one mic off and to turn the other mic on just so it wouldn't get uh, feedback or anything like that or it wouldn't overlap. And we made it work. And then all of a sudden we had that meeting with George uh, early May. He, he knew it was later. a match made in heaven because if we were doing that stuff, he knew we were one of his guys for sure. A couple weeks later, we were on the air, and then I think by June 3rd, he had given me the keys to not only the station but to the building because I needed to get my way in and out of there on Saturday mornings because we were in there so early doing shows. Hmm. Well, I owe George an amazing amount of gratitude. I owe him... It's 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 really difficult to to put it towards. I I'm not about to get choked up. Did that over the weekend a little bit. I was a little upset. Um, but the truth is, is that guy's a legend in my eyes, and I think in many people's eyes. And if you go on Twitter, you see for yourself uh, exactly what I'm getting at when it comes to that. Um, he was a dude that was willing to help anyone at any time, especially in the radio game. And that's something that, to me, uh, I, 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 are you? I don't know if I have the balls to ask Brian to come on. <laughs> I don't know. Brian and I don't. All right, so we're not. We don't hate each other. We we're just not. Friends, close friends like that. Now, I don't even know if I have his phone number. That will be the test. If I don't have that guy's phone number, then definitely, you know, then there's nothing to say. Uh, yeah, I don't have his phone number. So, yeah, I'm not going to reach out to him. But, I mean, if he, how do I say this? He's a perfect guy to talk to about George. So hit him up. You've been talking to him all weekend, right? So hit him up. It's a little early. Maybe I'll hit him up later in the show. He's probably delivering something. No, no, he's he's doing good. He's doing all right. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know. Seven eight six eight two eight. You know we're gonna call. Nobody's gonna call for that. This is something that's a South Florida thing. Totally understand. It's a South Florida thing, but no sick kid to see her. 
What was your best memory in that place? Hmm. It's one I can't really say, but. Well, you weren't there that show. Um, oh, the day where Omar and Frank almost went to fisticuffs? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> pretty much. They were talking about boxing or something like that. Floyd Mayweather and one agreed. I wasn't there, but I was hearing it. it. <laughs> and they're going at it. And I'm sitting in the producer chair. And at this point, like, my hands are off all the controls. And I'm leaning back on, the, on my chair with both of my hands folded, just watching these guys go at it. And it's getting worse and worse. And worse, and I'm like, all right, so I've never cut a show before before we're supposed to go to break, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and do it. All of a sudden, like Frank turned red. I thought he was gonna swing at Omar, and I run on the mic and I, I shut both their mics off, and I go, We'll be back, I'm going to break. And I cut it right to break, and they both look at me and they're like, What was that? And I go, You guys need to go take a walk because you guys are about to swing at each other. That ain't gonna happen in this studio. <laughs> yeah, that's how those two argue all the time. I, that was a funny moment. Mine was the rant. I did a, I did probably my best rant in there. It was a heat rant I mm -hmm. did. Every so often I heard my son listening to it. I said, puppy, I wasn't trying to copy Levitard. I just started going off and then Frank just turned it on. And, and I, He goes, yeah, but that was good what you did. I went nuts. I was mad at LeBron, remember? Mm-hmm. I was not That's happy. That's after the, he decided to go back. I was not happy with him. I remember we were playing like passive-aggressive music all day by LeBron. What, what what were we playing? What were the songs? We, we well, Kim. Kim was one of them. Eminem song, Kim. So long. Bleep, you did me so wrong. I don't want to go on yeah. living in this world without you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, um, not to keep it morbid, but you know Nick Cordero was for months in, in a hospital. He had his leg amputated. Uh, he had complications from coronavirus. He passed away yesterday. 41 years old, man. Wow. So rest in peace to Nick Cordero. You knew it wasn't going to be good. He had not. He had had good days and bad days, like his wife had said, but it wasn't, uh, just wasn't working, if you know what I mean. Whew. Anyway, um, What's up with you, man? Like, death is following you. This weekend, it's not, not been good, no. It's been a few things. Well, somebody's mocking you then because somebody planted a dead bird in your way. So the worst part is we go to break and we go to have our, our coffee. You know, my uncle makes coffee downstairs and we go quickly and run and get a quick shot of coffee. We take the same route every day. Today, I've calculated that there's a quicker way to get there. So I told Frank, look, this way is much quicker. I'm not going the other way. Let's just go this way. And we go the quicker way. And as we're approaching the double doors to get to the place, uh, laying there, as dead as Alexander Hamilton, was a uh, pigeon. Belly up. He was lullabied. He was done. I looked at Frank. It looks like we're going to go the long way. Um. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, following me around. You know what, though? I'll tell you what. Hopefully, a turn of my of my fortunes will be when uh, when Jorge Masvidal takes to the uh, what do they call it? I can't hear you. I'm sorry. The octagon. The octagon. Uh, to fight this Usman guy. I'm gonna tell you though, Usman looks a lot bigger than him. He does look bigger than him. He looks huge. 
I like that uh, Masvidal is up for the test, though. He looks really big. <laughs> he does look very big. Oh, my God, he looks big. I was like, oh, no, this is not. Um, it's like next weekend, though, right? Yeah, it's in like nine days. It's amazing. Eight days, I'm sorry. Something like that. No, it may not even be that long because I think it's going to be a weekend thing, right? When is, when is 251? I have to look it up. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so uh, obviously, the run and the, the the scram to get and the scrum to get Masvidal, he's tough to get on the air, man. Man, have I asked for him? And we actually like we go to his guy, and it's not easy. But I'll work on getting him. Yeah, it's he's a tough get. Not real easy to get. No sorry, Bob. Have you been watching The Office? Because that's about all I, I have been watching The Office. That's all. That's about all I've been watching. So yeah, um, UFC 251 is Saturday, July 11th. July 11th. July 11th. Yeah, that's five days from now. That's amazing. I don't get it. <laughs> oh my god, what a fight, bro! That oh, should be interesting. I wish I can go. Fight Island. What What is Fight Island? Ah, it's that island that they have that they're doing all these uh, fights so they're quarantined from everybody. They're away from everybody. So nobody really knows where this place I, is? Maybe. I mean, I can look it up. I'm sure somebody's already disclosed that. Fight Island, huh? I didn't know that they went to an island to fight. Uh, it's located on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. They go, oh my gosh. And they're saying it looks amazing. I wouldn't doubt it. <sighs> anyway. Um, I want you to play. Do you have anything there? You said you had some, some juicy stuff there, some George stuff. Um, I can play that first segment from that show that we had, which was the opening show for you at SoFlo Radio. Why don't you play the first couple it, of minutes? Huh? It, I know it's something spicy, Lance-related, so. Is it? Go ahead. Hold on, give me the well, Hold on, sir. Didn't know you had all this stuff. Trying to surprise me. And, and I've been there, I want to say. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I'm sorry. I, I've been there for the, for the playoff run. I want to say... This is my fourth playoff run now for the Heat. I've been there. The first one, I, I went sparingly. I went to a few games. But the last three NBA playoffs and NBA uh, finals, you know, I've attended. This year. I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I apologize for that. Anyway, let me give you the number. 954-990-0036. You can always check us out on Twitter. At The Amigo. At The Amigo Show. Of course, at Frank the Tank 305, but last night, from an aspect of, of, of having been George in that building on that in the past and understanding what goes on in that building for playoff games, NBA final games, big games, outside of game six, outside of game seven, last year, obviously when you beat OKC in your own building, that's always a big moment. Last night was as good as it, it's been in the last three or four years. A, a staunch rival, a team that, boy, did they go out of their way to talk nonsense 
I mean, whether we're whether it's Paul George whining and complaining and bitching and moaning about the calls, because my goodness, but for a guy that's as good as him uh, to to resort to that, and it cost him twenty five thousand dollars, but again, it helped him get all the calls in the world in Game Five. But he sits there and just bitches and complains on the podium, and at the end of the day, his team is imploding right before his very eyes. He doesn't seem to get along very well with Lance Stevenson. And all the rumors about him and Roy Hibbert and having some issues with a common woman, and I can't you know, confirm or deny that. He claims that never happened. But, of course, he also has issues with another woman who he can call baby's mama and is going to take his ass to court on a paternity suit. He's got all that stuff going on, and then he sits on the podium and pontificates to everybody who wants to consume his caca and his nonsense, all right, and understanding that if, instead of being a leader on his team, he'll choose to throw guys under the bus. They asked him last night whether Lance Stevenson returns to the Indiana Pacers. He doesn't know. That's up to Larry Bird. But the way he answered it, could have fooled me, but it seems as if he's a dude that's just uh, not really into Lance Stevenson. I, I don't blame him, but that is your teammate. Kind of conduct yourself with a little dignity in class. So up and down the board on this team, the Indiana Pacers, I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami Heat because we're going to talk about them. we got a long time to talk about them and take your calls here on the Amigo Show on SoFloRadio.com, 954-990-0036. That's but, interesting, bro. I, uh, but I have to kick off. That's That's... That's that's amazing to hear me that many years ago. Who was I bitching about with Indiana? Was it Paul George? Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Right. But who was I that I was saying he should be a leader? I was saying that Lance needs to be a leader? Is that what I was saying? You were saying that Paul George needed to be a leader and that um, right. I, I think like a week later you went after uh, uh, the trash can. Paul, what was his name? The Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Roy Hibbert. That's when you threw out your Vince McMahon voice out there. Ah, yes. I remember that. Man, that seems like a lifetime ago, Frank. Really does. And funny enough, you heard feedback early in that. And then who came to fix it? Who fixed it? George Rodriguez. George Rodriguez. I think when we come back from break, we'll get some sound. Um, he used to jump on with us from time to time. I can't wait to hear some of that stuff. We'll continue talking about him. We'll talk about uh, – we haven't touched too much on what's going on in sports. A lot of new cases with coronaviruses, teams packing up and ending their – I guess their – you know, their training phase before the season starts. I think we're going to get watered down baseball and basketball when it's all said and done. We'll talk about that and so much more right here. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, Amigo. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. This is Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to what's-his-face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. We're back. Back we are. We are back. Good morning, amigo. Frank, I am still experiencing a withdrawal of not having sports. 
So, like, we were out at sea on Thursday, right? So, in comparison to that, remember, like, we were out there and we didn't see land anywhere on the horizon. Are you finally starting to see sports on the horizon or are you still not there yet? No, I'm still out there where we were fishing. Still 30 miles out? No reception on your cell here's, phone? Here's, my, here's what I'm afraid of. No football, college or pro. Uh, I believe they canceled all the preseason pretty much, right? Yeah. The um, That means in a couple of weeks it bleeds into the season. I think football is not a reality this year. Or the half year is something that I think would be considered. Um, <laughs> unreal. Uh, if it was college football, they'll have to cancel the whole thing. I don't know how you play college football under these circumstances. They started throwing out ideas that possibly playing it in the spring. But then how does that bleed over for the following year? And how long does that take to recover? That's uh, been my thing from the beginning. Like, I understand wanting to push back these sports as much as possible. But so what point do you do it that it bleeds over to the following year and the following year and the following year? Because at one point or another, you have to put the sports back on the schedule that you had them at. Can't all of a sudden now just redo schedules. There's reasons why those schedules are done the way they are. Happy 66th birthday to Willie Randolph. You know, I like to just throw it in there randomly. Gotcha. Sorry. You're good. It's just how I do things. You know, that's how I roll. You, you know, you got to find this hard to believe when I say it, but uh, happy 74th birthday to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. That's insane. He, sh- he shares a birthday with Dubba. Yeah. 43 himself, George W. Bush, also turns 74 years of age today. Bet you didn't know that one. I did not know that one. I love interrupting and train wrecking the show with insignificant facts like birthdays. I love doing that to you. (laughs) It is like the most awesome thing to do. The most awesome. Well, the thing is, I'm finding people, I guess, you would think in the winter... They would snuggle up and have kids in July and August. I don't see a lot of greatness here as far as birthdays other than the ones I just read. Oh, well, we have good old Jason Hunter. Born in Brooklyn, New York, turns 50 today. Do you know who Jason Hunter is? Karen Hunter's son? No. Inspect the deck from the Wu-Tang Clan. You know who Inspect the deck? No, I do. Uh, Yeah, no big birthdays today. Nothing real. Another businessman from Queens, Curtis James Jackson III. Yeah, he turns uh, 45 today. Five more years, and uh, he'll be a 50 in both places. Age and his name, 50 Cent, turns 45 today. Jesus. Uh, so uh, there were some good ones there. We got some folk, right? Some folk, yeah. Some folk. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you know, oh, look at that. Someone we've met before turning 50, let me see. No, he's turning 41. We've met this gentleman before. Who's this? Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, we have. If you call that meeting him, he barely yeah, looked he at us. He did. He looked. Barely. He looked. I wasn't able to be fanboy because we were working. Happy, we were being professional. Happy 20th birthday to Zion Williamson as well. Just had to throw it out there, you know. You don't, you don't. I got you, bro. You know what I mean? I understand exactly where you're coming you know? from. I got you. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you have to you have to bring it up. But like nothing sports really happens today because again we're in the middle of the baseball season. So instead, uh, uh, unless somebody hit for like a cycle or something like that, we're not going to necessarily hear this day in sports. 
87 years ago today, American League beat the National League four to two in Comiskey Park for the Ameri- for the first Major League Baseball All Star game. It's around this time, and Babe Ruth hit his first All Star, or hits the first All Star home run. A lot of Wimbledon results as well as Wimbledon would end in these days. Mm-hmm. On this dates are very interesting. On this date, General Patton lands in France. That's a World War II tidbit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on this day, 75 years ago, here's a fact towards sports. Um, the film The Naughty 90s was released featuring the longest version of the Who's on First routine by Abbott and Costello. Wow. So the one that's famous that everybody always hears, that's 75 years ago today. The one that I have a shirt of, who's on first, what's on second? That's, I like that, yes. <clears throat> Third base, yes. You might have to cue that one oh, up. I'm, and play I'm looking it for it already. I'm looking for it, buddy. Hey, so did, uh, did you catch up on any golf this weekend, or have you ca- caught up on any golf since they've returned? Absolutely not. All right, well. Did you hear Bryson DeChambeau added like 40 pounds since the, uh, since the quarantine happened? No, I didn't know that. So uh, he said he was bored. So he just like stacked up, uh, stacked up weight, working out, eating. I'm guessing that's like a lot of red meat. I'm guessing. Anyways, he won this weekend at the Motor City Classic, and he's the only golfer that has finished in the top 10 since golf has returned. Fun fact for you. He's the only golfer that has finished in the top 10 since golf has returned since the pandemic. In the top 10 of what? Um, every week of every tournament. Oh, he's finished in the top 10 every week. How many tournaments have there been? Uh, I think four or five. Okay. 50th All-Star game was played again in Comiskey Park. Fred Lynn hit a grand slam home run in the American League 113-3. I remember that one. That was the year you were born. That's why I don't remember that one. Uh, of course you don't. On this date, 34 years ago, Bob Horner becomes the 11th player in Major League history to hit four home runs in a game, even though the Braves lose 11-8 to the Expos. You like these little tidbits, don't you? I actually do because it's it, it makes you kind of remember things, and especially now that there's no sports for the most part. This is the only thing we can necessarily talk about. 31 years ago today, third baseman Mike Schmidt was named to start the All-Star game. And he elected not to play. Do you know why? Do you have any idea why? Right. Not a clue, not a clue. Because he had retired in 1988. Well, that would make sense. He won <laughs> the All-Star voting. Uh, I think he retired so late that he actually came up in the ballots. But he was already retired. Funny fact, 26 years ago on this date, Forrest Gump was released. So uh, that's always a lovely thing. Um, That's about it. I mean, I'm looking to see if anything major. That's about it. I think we, turn of the century, a couple things happened on this date, but those are... uh, That's pretty much a lot of Wimbledon. I'm sure there's a lot of Wimbledon because, it's around, like how you said, this is around that tournament time. A lot of Wimbledon. So that, that comes up. 
I can't believe we've been this long without sports. It's tough. It has been very tough. It's been very and when sports comes back, then all of a sudden my wife's like, do we have to watch? I'm like, oh, yeah, you've had four months. The one that does trip me out is a year ago today. Jorge Masvidal sets the UFC record, needing just five seconds to knock out Ben Askren. That was already a year ago today. By the way, do you, did you know that Ben Askren was undefeated going into yes, the fight? Yes, did. Yes. That's why I was so shocking that he took him out in five seconds. <laughs> That's the guy that when he knocked him out, he goes down and he starts going like this. He went, uh, he went in with a flying knee. But then he went down like to count him out, which mm -hmm. was a little rude, but... Had they had a little beef leading up to the fight or something? They always have a little beef leading up to the Masvidal fight. Masvidal doesn't seem to have beef with Usman, though. Oh, my God. Masvidal looks like he has beef with the entire world. <laughs> that was a year ago today. There you have it. I saw my radio row. I, CB had already gotten him, but I hadn't been able to say hi. So I wanted to say hi. He was crossing paths with me. I go, Jorge. And he looked at me. I thought he was going to knock me out. I even ducked and everything. I was like, just well, in when case. I, when I shouted, when I, oh. He looked me from the side. I got afraid, too. Yeah, I, was, I even yeah. ducked just yeah, in case. Scary. Like, oh, why are you going down? Oh, bro, I thought a fist was coming. He'd be good with us, though. He's one of us. Yeah, he is one of us. Levitard has a great time with him. Yes. He gets along with Stu really well. Yeah, because they're the same guy. Who's the same guy? <laughs> Masvidal and Stu You think they are? Yeah, I think they're the same guy. <laughs> Except one's a real Come badass. On, man. Everybody has a little Stu in them. Everybody. I do things all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so Stugatsian of me. Well, I, from time, I, yep. I can't, I'm not going to say it on the mic. You know one of them. I, I think that's, that's why, very Stugatsian of me. I think that's why his character, like. The toady. The toady has me very Stugatsian. I think that's why we Nobody resemble that character so much is because each one of us can understand that character <laughs> because each one of us kind of has it. Like the whole nickname thing, it's hilarious. The I can be petty. They're Jeets. I, well, I don't do that stuff. No, no, no. You his don't. corny name like, stuff. His corny name stuff is funny. That's the I stuff. do it all the time, and I always find myself doing it, but I don't do it because of him. Inventing nicknames and doing things to try to be corny or quirky. I don't do that too much. But but petty? Yeah, I can yes. get petty. Yes. I get, like, there's one thing that's been eating at me. I can't. Bro, if I say it, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> or at least it's not going to look good. <laughs> I... I I feel like Susan Lucci. Let's just say that. Do you know who Susan Lucci is, Frank? No, who's that? She is the lady from All My Children, the soap opera, uh -huh. who went like 30 years without winning an Emmy, even oh though God. she was the best in the business. It's like Chicago Cubs of, uh, of, of the soap opera. The game. She really was the best. She was iconic. She was the best. And she and never, she won. never won. Did she, did she have like a Kanye moment or something like that? They were like purposely just a spider. They wouldn't give it to her? There are rumors as to what it is that there was someone in the committee that hated her or something and wasn't going to let it happen. Or I, I, don't, I have no idea how you can make that happen for so long because she was, look it up. It's, it's, it's a very, very well-documented story about, it's actually, it's the butt end of a joke. Like when someone doesn't get any, oh, they got Susan Lucci. Like, I'm, oh yeah, man, it's really a big deal. That woman should have won that award eight or 10 times. She won it, I think, once. And when they gave it to her, it was really more of a charity thing. It was like a lifetime achievement because she should have won it like seven or eight times before. She was the highest paid actor in daytime television. And never had won that. And she was the best. Her, the ratings all my children got was because of Susan Lucci. She was the drama queen of that show. The drama queen of a drama. And she was always, and there was the love interest. She was semi-hot at the time. She was very elegant and very good-looking. She was kind of a throwback, uh, Joan Collins-esque, if you would. Right? But this is right at the cusp of the time where having a voluptuous body became being good-looking. 
rather than being dainty and small. And she was dynamite looking in her day. What are you laughing? You're laughing at something. What is so she was nominated 18 times before she won her first one. That's and right. then was nominated two times after that and didn't win. Mm-hmm. But that was for the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. Correct. She won in 2005 for the Outstanding Female Lead in a Daytime Drama. Um, she was honored in 2005 with the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yep. Um, and then other awards there. But So it wasn't every year that she was nominated. But it was. It started in 78, then it jumped to like 81. And then it was almost, yeah, no, it was every year in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she and was, it was, was uh, every, 94 wasn't there, but every other year in the 90s. Dude. <laughs> and then 2001 <laughs> and 2002. So, yeah, she's, uh, oof. So, so there was my during these era. It was Michael Jordan. It was Wayne Gretzky, right? Yeah. Um, I, I can't find the baseball player really, right? But I'm sure that there's one that we can point to. And then it was Susan Lucci, <laughs> daytime, and daytime uh, soaps. It was just a well-known fact. Just saying. <laughs> Boy, we are bored. Tell me, you have. Uh, you have the lily flower herself. Oh, no, you don't have that one queued up. We'll do that one later. What are you talking about? We'll, we'll do that one later. Yeah, there's one more I want. I thought I had told you. I actually haven't told you. I'll get it all queued up. We're, we're going to be fine in that case. But what I do want you to do, um, I can't believe who's on first. This is the anniversary of who's on first. I, I got it ready. I wish I'd have known that I would have had you wear your shirt or whatnot. Man. Right? I didn't even... Those are, I would have so worn it. And I think you... Well, I went from not looking it up to looking it up the day of the day, right? Like, I think I have to look it up the day before is what I need to do so I can anticipate. So, like, let's, let's look up tomorrow, right? There you go. That shirt was in my hand this morning, bro. Oh. Like, I was like, uh, all right. Because I, I kind of wore a baseball shirt today. I have a relief pitcher shirt. Yeah, you do. Uh, you notice, all right? So, so, it was between that one and this one. All right, I'm going to go with the green because I haven't worn the green in a while. So I'll go with the green. Oh, man. That's tough. Awesome. Oh, well. Yeah. And then I would 100% tell you, I'd be like, yeah, I knew. That's why I, yeah, I knew. Yeah, then you would have done the I knew. <laughs> I mean, we missed an anniversary on the 4th with uh, the Lou Gehrig speech. Am I right? Yes. That's always fun. He was so iconic. <clears throat> I'm interested in hearing this. I laugh every time. It does not one time that I don't hear it that I don't laugh go for it please don't interrupt my act the fashion well Mr. Borders I, I didn't see the lights there I forgot about them what in the world are you doing right why interrupt my act like this well, look Mr. Borders I, I mean after all if you're in a ballpark they always sell peanuts and popcorns and things like that I know that Sebastian but not in front of them I, I beg I beg your pardon friend. ladies please. and gentlemen and also the I, children will you excuse me for a minute please thank you what do you want to do look Mr. Borders Right. What are you doing? I love baseball. Well, we all love baseball. When we get to St. Louis, will you tell me the guys' names on the team so when I go to see them in that St. Louis ballpark, I'll be able to know those fellas? Well, now, is it all right, folks? All right. Excuse me, I, all want, right. I want to find out the fellas' names. As long as it's okay I'm, with the I'm audience. crazy about baseball. Uh, as as, uh, will you stand still? Pick up your hat. Go pick up your hat. Okay. Now, look. Then you'll go and penny your popcorn and don't interrupt the act anymore? Yes, sir. All right. But you know, strange may seem they give ball players nowadays very peculiar names. Funny names? Nicknames, pet not, names. Not as funny as my name, Sebastian Dinwiddie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Funny than that? Oh, absolutely. Yay. Yes. Now, on the St. Louis team, we have uh, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know's on third. That's what I want to find out. I want you to tell me the names of the fellas on the St. Louis I'm, team. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know's on third. Do you know the fellas' names? Yes. 
Well, then who's playing first? Yes. I mean, the fellow's name on first base. Who? The fellow playing first base for St. Louis. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Well, what are you asking me for? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you who is on first. I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first base. Who is on first? Have you got a first baseman on first? Certainly. Then who's playing first? Absolutely. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> Why not? The man's entitled to it. Who is? Yes. So who gets it? Why shouldn't he? Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Who's wife? Yes. <laughs> After all, the man earns it. Who does? Absolutely. <laughs> well, all I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? Oh, no, no. What is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, don't change the players. I'm about. not changing nobody. Take it easy. What's the guy's name on first base? What's the guy's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking about him. <laughs> How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? Stay off of first, will you? Well, what do you want me to do? Now, what's the guy's name on third base? Well, what's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. Oh, uh, I can't change their names. Uh, will you please stay on third base, Mr. Broadhurst? Please, now, what is it you want to know? What is the fella's name on third base? What is the fella's name on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third, third base. base. <laughs> you got an outfield? Oh, sure. St. Louis has got a oh, good outfield? Absolutely. The left fielder's name. Why? I don't know. I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Then tell me who's playing left field. Who is playing first? Stay out of the infield. Don't listen to names out here. I want to know what's the fellow's name in left field. What is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. Third base. Oh, take it easy. Take it easy, man. And the left fielder's name? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. He's center. Will you pick up your hat, please? Pick up your hat and stop this. Oh, look, please. Mr. Brothers, oh, my yes. God. You got a pitcher on a team? Wouldn't this be a fine team without a pitcher? I don't know. Tell me the pitcher's name. Tomorrow. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you, man. Then go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow are you going to tell me who's pitching? Now, listen. Who is not pitching? Who is on? I'll break your arm, you say. Who's on first? I come up here and ask. I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. You got a catcher? Yes. The catcher's name. Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitching. Now you've got it. That's all. St. Louis has got a couple of days on the team. Well, I can't help that. All right. What do you want me to do? Got a catcher? Yes. I'm a good catcher, too, you know. I know that. I would like to play for the St. Louis team. Well, I might arrange that. I would like to catch. Now, I'm being a good catcher. Tomorrow's pitching on the team, and I'm catching. Yes. Tomorrow throws the ball, and the guy up bunts the ball. Yes. Now, when he bunts the ball, me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out at first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, that's all you have to do. Is to throw at the first base. Yeah. Now, who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> well, that's naturally. 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 Okay. Now, you've got it. I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally. I know you he don't. You throw the ball to first base. Then who gets it? Naturally. Okay. All right. I throw the ball to naturally. You don't. You throw it to who? Naturally. Well, that's it. Say it that way. That's what I said. You did not. I said I throw the ball to naturally. You don't. You throw it to who? Naturally. Yes. 
So I throw the ball to first base and naturally gets no, it. No, you throw the ball to first base. Then who gets it? Naturally. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Excuse me, folks. All right, I'm sorry, friend. I throw the ball to naturally. You throw it to who? Naturally. Naturally, we'll say it that way. That's what I'm saying. Don't get excited now. Don't get I excited. I throw the ball to first base. Then who gets it? He better get it. All right, now don't get excited. Take it easy. <laughs> Now, I throw the ball to first base, whoever it is drops the ball, so the guy runs to second. Mm -hmm. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to, I don't know. I don't know, throws it back to tomorrow. A triple play. Yeah, it could be. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caused. Why? I don't know. He's on third, and I don't care. What was that? I said, I don't care. Oh, that's a shortstop. Ha, 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 ha. I can never hear that too many times, bro. It's funny every single time. Every single time because you start following it and then you start, oh, I can't. Do you know how I many hundreds of times I've heard that and I, I, I laugh every time. I giggle, I laugh, I, I, oh my God, it takes me to my childhood. That is, uh, that was good. Come back from break. We'll do more silliness. Keep you occupied. Another day without sports. Oh boy. Good morning, amigo, right here. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. Listen to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Plugged in and now you have buttons. Uh oh. Oh my god. You're a child. You know that, right? You know that the reason why I took that away from you originally is because you're a freaking child. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child. You you're said. a child, bro. Why am I a child? You're a child. There's nothing childish about this. This is serious business. Oh, my God. And then you say serious business, and you know what that means. Well, it is serious. Enough from the clown. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is, this is the stuff we do around here, man. You know that. And I'm the godmother of her son. Yeah, that too. That too. Ha, <laughs> 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 uh, telling you, I have some gems that I haven't brought out. I'm, I'm afraid to ask because once I once I give you 
Once I give you la mano, you you get a brazo. This is just right now. At some point, you get the sound, and then you'll be the one controlling it because that's your job, not mine. But for right now, I'm having fun with it. <laughs> Bro. Ay, ay, ay. It gives me power. <laughs> some of this stuff is good. I'm having too much fun. Apparently. You don't think? Yeah, 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 I see it. This is what it's all about. You got to have some fun now. Get it out of the way. Because once sports talk, we're going full, full force. Yeah, full you, won't let me, sports, you won't right? let me be a clown anymore. No. Like, we're not going to be talking about uh, summer camp. So I might as well talk and play some songs. Go ahead, bro. Do what you got to do. Do what I got to do? Do it. Sure? Yeah, do what you got to do. You I sure? made a killer grill this weekend, bro, by the way. Woo-hoo-hoo. Man, you would have been proud. I had my backyard smelling like the youth fair. Did you grill any? We go hang out with Rick James tonight. <laughs> no, I did not grill Rick James. Did you? Uh, did you grill any? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was some sausages on the. You did, on the you grill. did the little sarchich, a little sarchich. It's always good sarchich. <laughs> no, no grill is complete. No grilling is complete without a little sarchich. Had some corn. Threw some fish on there. Um, made some Mexican street corn, which, oh, my God, Jesus, that's so good. Made some burgers. Made some chicken shish kebabs. You made some chicken shish kebabs. Some grilled onions. Really? My fish came out fire, boy. I put uh. that in some aluminum foil. Threw some butter in there. I don't know why, but that aluminum foil ballooned, and it just got really big. And it, 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 <clears throat> Bro, I'm telling you, man. You gotta come to Casa de Fernandez and meet Chef Francois. But wait, wait, what happened? Uh, can you explain to me the aluminum foil? What? So I, so I folded, I put the fish inside of the aluminum foil, salt, pepper, and I put uh, maybe like uh, a quarter stick of butter. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I went, you know, I tied the, the ends together and I just put it on the grill. I don't know how, but it just ballooned. I don't That's know what how much oxygen. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just wanted to use a clip. You see why you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interested in my story. Did you hear that that's what she said, though? You You're heard not interested it. in my story. You so, heard it, right? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. So since you're in the office, like in the season three, you did see the episode that Dwight went behind Michael's back and went to go talk to Jan to go try to run the run the thing. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> What's your dentist's name? Shenquist. It's funny. It sounds a lot like dentist. <laughs> Oh, that show is a little too much. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I laugh and I laugh. Tell me you laughed out loud the one that he was trying to find out who left the joint outside. The joint outside. <laughs> I was roaring. <laughs> I was roaring. I went to an Alicia Keys concert a couple nights ago. We were smoking <laughs> clove cigarettes. I was dying. I couldn't stop. I laughed so hard, it hurt. That was one of the episodes that I laughed the hardest. And Dwight going crazy trying to find out who knows what, man. And this, oh my God. The accountant gave him some funny line in there. And he's like, no. So now apparently I'm ahead of you, so I don't want to ruin it for you. But it's, it's. I'm not going to ruin anything for me. I'm not that type of person, but <laughs> it's funny, man. It's really funny. Well, watching watching Michael get dumped is is quite the thing. <laughs> oh, it's so it's great. The no, no. Did you did you did the? I'm glad you stopped me because "chick" was the wrong word to use. Yes, wrong word. But did did you? After nine dates, did you see that? What happened after nine dates? No, I have not. Oh, okay, so you're not there yet. No. Okay, just watch. The girl it, that sits behind Jim is super hot. 
Oh, she's outstanding. I think she's. I believe, Watch for that too. By the way, she's the receptionist in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't know if you saw Forgetting Sarah I Marshall. Never did. But she's, she's the receptionist there. She is stunning. No, she's not the receptionist gorgeous. there. That's Mila Kunis. My apologies. She is. Um, it's a little distracting how pretty that girl is. I was like, wow, they dressed her down, and it's hard. You can't dress her down. She's a babe, total. I uh, I have been enjoying that show very much. I think it's funny that they play Call of Duty and like that's the, that's um that's the, like their team bonding time, and they just go at each other. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you like my new toy? It's not my toy. I just found some sound over the weekend. Don't you love it when that happens? Well, I found. I mean, it's not easy to find sound like this, but. Once in a while, when you find it, you got to use it. You know what I mean? You sick f Larry. Oh, my goodness. That scared <laughs> me. You can't handle the truth. Oh, these are some good ones, huh? <clears throat> Back in the day, you got to love this. You're not loving it because I'm in control. No, I am. I'm just looking something up. What are you looking up? To see who the girl that sits behind Jim is and sees You're like now all of a sudden you're intrigued with that. Yes. That really, um, how come you know all that useless information? I don't know. It just sticks to me. I don't know why. Useless information sticks to you. Yeah, I mean, especially movies and stuff. Like, I was always, a, so I worked at Sam Goody. Hold on. I mean, I like stories, so I want to hear what you've got to say. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I, so I worked at Sam. Go ahead. I'm going to play a mood music here for you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm all ears. I worked at Sam Goody when music stores were the thing to do. Like, eh, not going through your phone and going through iTunes or something like that, trying to stream music. No, like, you literally, if you wanted to hear a song, you either A, had to put it on the radio, or B, you had to go to one of these establishments that we used to call music stores. So I used to work at one of these establishments, and we used to sell DVDs and video games and music and games and all sorts of action figures and things like that. I'm not sure anybody gets paid royalties on that. Anymore. I don't know. I, got, I turned I it got off. really into the music, though. <laughs> the music made my story better. You liked it? You want me to play some more? Just pause 10 seconds. I can play it again for another 27 <laughs> seconds. Again. Okay, sure. That's not a problem. I can, I can make that happen for you. I'm producing you now. Go. Go. There. A little hot. Sorry. Yeah, a little hot. So, anyway, so I used to work at this music store, and my mom kind of just made me get a job. So, I was like, all right, cool. No problem. So, I used to work at a, at, a, at a clothing store, and I quickly escaped that one, and I went right to the music store. I used to spend every dime... Except the, except the gas money that I needed to get to the establishment. But I used to spend every dime on movies. To the fact that I had to buy two DVD towers at this place. And I had them set up in a certain way. And after the DVD towers were full, I still had a stack of movies under the DVD towers that held the DVD towers up. So people used to come to my house all the time for movies and things like that. So I would so just you were you were movie night. I was movie night. So I my schedule started when at when I was a late teenager, early twenties. My schedule started at three p.m. every single day. Three p.m. I would go to Calusa Elementary and I would do after school care and I would be yes I would be responsible at 19, 20 years old for a group of kids. Seven, eight, nine years old. Lord help those. Third graders, fourth graders. But the parents loved me because I made them do their homework or whatever. You know, whatever. That's not the point of the story. After the school, then I used to go to Sam Goody. My shift was probably like 7 p.m. to like 11 p.m., depending on how long it took to close down. So that's where I used to spend my evening. So since my day didn't start till 3, I used to wake up about 9, 10 o'clock, get something to eat, 
and start popping in movies. And I would get two, three movies in by the time that I got ready to go to work at 3 o'clock. You would, really? That was the place. And my friends would come over, we'd all watch movies. What? We just watch movies. It'd be movies. Movie. Uh, my, my, my house was a drive-in movie theater, pretty much. The f are you doing? <laughs> I told you I have some good ones. So I sold. I had to sell a lot of these movies because I just had stacks and stacks and stacks. And then all of a sudden, the DVDs became obsolete, and it became a lot of th things became streaming things, uh, streaming and things like that. So I set up a garage sale outside my mom's house one day with all my DVDs. Larry, I'm not kidding you. I racked maybe about $125, $150. Now, obviously, when you're thinking about how much money I, it cost me to, to rack up this library, I, I, it was obviously a loss. <clears throat> you lost. But I was also getting the employee discount. Some other discounts that I'll tell you off air. <laughs> but <laughs> I used to have all these movies. So then I, I came up at like 150 bucks. Garage sale, come on. You figure I sold each movie at like $2, $3. Imagine how many movies I had. All right, I'm done now. You like that one? Yeah, I'm done. I'm having too much fun. You're in my feelings. How did I hurt your feelings? You told me to shut the bleep up. Oh, well, that's just sound. That's just sound. You don't like, you don't like that? I'm okay. You're okay? I promise. Say, so, you didn't know that about me, though, that I worked at, like, a music establishment? I did. Boy, those were the hangouts, though, man. I remember everybody waiting to go, waiting for their, for their, their table to open up at Ruby Tuesdays or a Cheesecake Factory. Everybody would be in the music store, and I would hate it because those are the people that are just kind of like window shopping. They're just browsing to see what's going on. But the people that browse pick something up and then put it in the wrong spot, and then you have to go and look and organize, and it was just a mess. Man, I hated that Friday nights and Saturday nights at that store. Peanut butter jelly time. But I'll tell you what, man. Everybody used to walk through that store. I met Ricky Williams there. Man, one time Ricky Williams walks into that store. And Ricky Williams is paying for some movies, some music. I don't know what the heck he was paying for. So he reaches in his pocket, pulls out a wad of cash. But in that wad of cash, a $100 bill drops right on the floor. I thought you were going to say something else, Phil. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, man. So a $100 bill falls on the floor. And I see it, and I'm like, oh, my God, please walk away. Please walk away. I'm not telling Ricky Williams he just dropped the $100 bill on the floor. He's not going to care. This is Ricky Williams' prime now, all right? Right before he made that escape. My boss, looking like Obi-Wan Kenobi, goes, excuse me, sir, I think you dropped this. Ricky Williams turned around and he goes, are you kidding me? I would have kept that. And I'm like, man, Philip, you ruined it. We would have split that. We would have gotten something to eat, some drinks. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Pat Riley walking through that store all the time. Pat Riley? Shakira. All, a lot of, I met Don Dinero there. I don't know if you know who Don Dinero are, is. It sounds familiar. He's a Cuban rapper. He rapped a lot with Los Orichas. I don't know if you know who Los Orichas is. Oh, my God. I had, to, I had to educate my wife and my mother-in-law who Los Orichas are. Cuban rap group. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. So, anyways, they came through. Uh, uh, um, uh, Talib Khalid. Uh, what was his name? Khalid Talib. I can't say it. Talib Khalib. He was there. Went through. He was cool. Keep Talib. I that, can't remember exactly. Keep Talib. What did he do for a little? He was rapper. Oh no, Keep Talib is a safety. That I thought of at least. And I didn't realize it was him until he paid with his black card. Ooh, his American Express. All right, we're gonna go to break. Come back on the other side. Give you more.
of what we do best right here. Sirius XM 145, you're listening to Good Morning Amigo. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Back here, final segment of the program. Coming up next, the youth. So tomorrow, guys, um, the the collection of sound was difficult today. Um, I do want to pay tribute to George Rodriguez in the right way. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to do that tomorrow. Is that right, Frank? Did we decide that's how we're going to handle that? Yeah, I'm going to try to get some sound uh, compiled today. I have some sounds that I'm finding now of his actual show um, that I can give you a couple of seconds of so you can kind of just hear his voice, but I'm going to try to grab some of that stuff too. Sounds hunky-dory. Um, but I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten a confirmation. So, I, of course, I wrote him back trying to line him up for today, and I haven't gotten a confirmation from him. So very presumptuous tweet there, Mr. Radio. However, I have gotten... Uh, confirmations more or less from Roger Magdalene, Henry Barrow, Irene Richards, Mitch Lewis, Jeff Cohen, and Scotty Mack will be in the studio in person, live and uh, what a what a treat for Monica, because because Scotty Mack is an audiovisual extravaganza. George um, George really wanted to take me under his wing, and he really wanted to make me a producer. I think that's the reason why I fell more in love with producing than I originally intended to when I stepped into the game. Um, yeah, you had a desire to kind of be. Because I don't know. Post, you wanted to be on the mic, but you didn't know how. Right. So you figured your way in was through technical. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But you weren't sure what it was, and then you. I remember you telling me, "I think I want to do the production thing, Larry. I think that's what I want to keep myself on." And then, like, um, like so, I've gotten a little bit of taste here and there, like Radio Row and doing things with like True Pixel and things like that. That I've had to run around and be like a true run around producer. Um, So he takes me under his wing, and he takes me one day on a Saturday, and he's like, "We're gonna go do this beer fest." In Hollywood. And I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds like fun. So they set up a tent. We went with one of the shows that they would have on the air there. Uh, I can't remember their names. But they did a beer fest. And then he had their, their, the host of, those t- of that show had me running around to different tents to go get Jake Wakefield and go get this brewing company and this brew house and this and that. And I was just running around the entire beer fest. And I had a great time. I was just thinking about that right now when I was listening to George talk. And he was he was very he was very. It was very important to him to only not only teach me the technical side of things, but to how to connect everything. So like full engineer mode. So I guess I kind of 
grew into the character that I am today because of George Rodriguez. And you said something huge this weekend to me that I never even thought about. He's probably the number one face on my uh, on my Mount Rushmore. For yeah, radio. yeah. And I'm. It's got to be number one for a man to give me the keys to his kingdom. Um, I, I, we said we said the first. I'd be day like or sixth, year, right? I think it was the third week. <laughs> I'd be like sixth, right? Oh, you're, you're second. I only have two. I only have two on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, he beat me. But for, <laughs> hey, he has to, man. For somebody to give me the keys to the kingdom and be being a producer three weeks into the job, pretty much, or me the, being three weeks into the notion of wanting to be a producer, he gave me the keys to the station. Like, come on, it's crazy. And he had he had the number one trust in me from day one. He had. He, he knew it. He knew it. He knew that I was going to be something, somebody, something, and I'm nobody yet. The, the road is still long ahead of me, but he knew it, man, and I, and I, give, him a, I give him a lot of thanks. Well, I owe him a lot simply because he put me on his airwaves. Um, and I thought that, you know, it wasn't a decision-making thing. He just he did it automatically. Like, I have more of a decision-making process to those that I let come on the air. I just think I just think the way he handled himself around the people he made he was good at making you feel like you were the biggest radio star in town. And he didn't do it by embellishing and he didn't do it by blowing you up. He did it by treating you like an equal. That's what was interesting about George because you go into a conversation with George and immediately your notion is this is a dude that was around a legend. And because of that, the, the legend stuff seeps through your pores and you too become a legend. He really was. Some people that doesn't happen to. I mean, Zaslow's been around legends his whole life and hasn't worked with him. It's always in the last segment I pull one off, although the streak already continued from earlier, but I always find the last segment to finish strong. And very Jeterian of me. Come in clutch in the late innings. Um, I want to do it right. You know, I don't want to blow it up on Twitter or nothing. I just want to do it the way I would do it normally. I'm working on getting some people on the show as well. Some very interesting people. Now that it's after 4th of July, we're going to start working on putting some new shows on. We had talked about doing that right before the 4th of July. We ran into a couple of snags. Uh, but little by little, we'll be coming out. I think the first one will be, I guess it's going to be, is it this week we finally decided to do it? With uh, Frito and Donald, we need to call them and make sure. Yeah, we'll double check with them, but I believe I it is. I thought it was this week, and we decided on Thursdays. Thursday, right. right. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking at right now. Um, this, I'm going to kind of do, continue doing what he did in a way. I mean, I can't offer it the way he did. He offered the, the keys to the kingdom. I can't necessarily give keys to the kingdom, but I can, I can give people a way to uh, a platform to communicate, and I think that that's kind of good especially when it's on a platform like SiriusXM. Pretty cool to see the, uh, the exposure Sirius gave to the little town hall we had last week here. It's hard to believe it's been a week already. Um, that was good to see that on the social media airwaves. Shout out to our boy, DJ Laz. Boy, he took us on his boat on, uh, I guess it was Thursday. And that was a lot of fun. You caught a couple of fish. I caught one. That was a blast. Yeah, I, caught, I reeled in one dolphin, a grouper, and a grunt. The grunt. The grouper you me. threw it back, right? It was small. The, the grouper I threw it back. It was it missed by about two inches, and the grunts. Those grunts haunt me, man. I told you. Remember, I used to talk to you about ronquitos, and you yeah. didn't really. 
You told me you knew what they were, right? Yeah, I didn't know what they were. Yeah, but that one wanted to bite you. That one was loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That was intimidating. And the hook wouldn't come out of the mouth. Yeah. I tried to the rip reason it, I, like, I would get mad because the, it was hard. To, they would set the hook good. Yeah. So sometimes I'd leave the ronquito on the... <laughs> well, I felt bad. Like, I was going to rip it to out. To see if someone else wanted to eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made ronquitos this weekend on the grill, and it was delicious. Oh. I don't know why you guys don't like it. You feel good. No. Yes, man. Ooh, no. It was good. Uh, really? Really? I'm telling you, really good. That's what I made. But you got the same reaction from last. You sure you you sure you're cooking ronquitos? Yes, man. I cooked grunts. How do you know they were grunts? Because I caught grunts. That's what I caught last week. Or the two weeks ago, whenever okay, I went. Okay, I thought you told me that this weekend you ate grunts. No, before well, I ate them from when I caught them a couple weeks ago. We froze it and we we used it again. <laughs> Delicious. Maybe, oh. I, maybe I seasoned it right. <laughs> Who's hosting today? Is it in a cold day? I think it's in a cold day. It's in a cold day. It's like a Jose day. It's in a cold day. It's a cold day. And then she's got her cast of characters, probably Anthony, uh, probably Mario. You're over two. Neither one of them. So there's a girl show then. It's like a Brianna, Alicia. Convention. Oh, you with got a little Araya in there, right? Gerald, Idania, and Gerald, Idania, Idania. Boy, Idania. <laughs> Getting tough, boy. My goodness. Did we create a monster? I'm afraid of that girl. Oh my I'm gonna god. I'm going to lock my door. And then my studio door is never locked. It's going to be locked from now on. Dear God. What the hell happened? <laughs> she scares me. Pablo Cruz sent us a shout out, Frank. I don't even remember Pablo Cruz. Were you here when I had Pablo Cruz? I don't know. Was I here? No, I think I had him only one year. The second year, he couldn't take the class, and he left midway through the year. He was uh, it was an older version of Jacob. Mm. It was kind of that way. They were very similar the way they were. Gotcha. Laid back. Yeah, Pablo's a cool kid. So. I hear from an, someone every day. And multiples sometimes. So, uh, by the way, man, you know, I was going to do it today. I have a song that we are going to play as of tomorrow on this station. All right. One of our own Slam Radio alum, K9. Oh, you're going to play it on the air? Well, he went and had, I had asked his, him and his producer to mix a clean version. Mm -hmm. It's hip hop. and It's streets. And um, they mixed it. So nice. I'm gonna, I, I didn't want to just throw it on. I wanted you to hear it, make sure we're good, and then let's see if we can take a little bit of time tomorrow and we'll premiere it and put it on the air and play it in rotation because I would think that's the way family rolls. Well, the track is gas. The, the, it's unbelievable how good gas. it is. So you heard it. Yeah, I heard the track. Both of them. He released one last year that kind of flew on the radar. It's not that bad, but this one. This one's really good. I, Six, I believe, is the name of the song. Yes. Canine. You can catch it on Apple Music or Spotify. We are going to put it out there tomorrow for all to hear on our airwaves. And we're going to play it in rotation because um, he's one of ours. We are very, very proud of him today um, and proud of the moves that he's making and he's trying to advance. And I'm trying to help him every way I can. I already sent it to Laz. I sent it to the folks at Apple Music as well that I know. Um, I'm very proud of him. Very, very proud of him. Uh, it's been a journey for him. It's something he always dreamed of doing. He knew once he got out of Slam that that's the direction he was going to go in. I didn't expect a month out. Oh, it's quick. He'd be doing this, but he's got a lot of stuff. I caught wind. There's more stuff. He's been in the lab, man, and he's been doing work. And I'm very, very proud of what he's doing with his music. And a shout out to K9, my boy Kevin, 
My friends for life, bro. Give another shout out, bro. I'm gonna give a shout out to our boy Ricky, man. So Ricky's leaving to the Coast Guard in a few weeks. And I've got an opportunity to spend some time with him. More so than I did here at Slam Radio, right? Good old Ricky Bobby. Your new son-in-law. I don't know about son-in-law. <laughs> Third son, I guess. He, um... He's the reason why I am the way I am with these kids when they're my students. He's acclimated so well to our friendship, and it's really cool to spend time with him. And um, I'm going to miss him when he leaves. I'll deal with that in about 25 days or so. I'm just enjoying him right now. And yes, he is like a son to me. You know that. CV's my little brother. Ricky's my son. Either way, bro, I love these relationships. I played this song while I was on my wheels of steel over the weekend, Frank. Mm -hmm. My wife came and peeked and looked at me. Is the show closing? No. Is that what she asked you? No. When I tell you this, you're going to flip out. All right. She goes, Ay, que romantico. Oh, how romantic. Why are you playing such a soft song? Why are you playing that song of all songs? And I looked at her, and I said, You have just proven to me that you don't that listen you to the show. never listen to my radio show. She goes, Why do you say that? I said, For 16 years, with the exception of a few months, every show I ever did, I closed it out with this song. And in fact, the reason I brought it back is because our son asked me to because he knew damn well I did it and said it was the best way to close the show because it was me. He says that he always hears that song and thinks of me. You know how many people have told me they hear this song and they think of me? And yet I only think of one person when I hear this song. It's Alan Strauss because he's the one who turned me on to it. This was his idea to play this song. I wouldn't mind. I laughed a little bit. I mean, I'm annoyed that she wouldn't listen to my shows, but... Even my wife knows that this is the song that closes it's out song, the show. Bro. It's the one that closes. And she after me, she goes, but why did you choose that song? And so when we're on Dos Amigos, we chose that song. Because the name of the song is Clocks. And when we play at the end of the day, it's because the clock had come to the end. It was time to go. So 16 years later, she figured out that's how I roll with that song. Funny enough. <sighs> Coming up next... Some young folks talk a great deal of caca, but they do a good job at talking caca. It's Nicole and the gang on the youth. Tomorrow we will showcase George Rodriguez. That's how we roll. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. All right, guys. Off like a dirty shirt I am. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.